welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Robin Wilson, host of The One, a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. Welcome. Thanks. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Castria, where award-winning podcasters help you make your show sound great. You'll hear more about that later in the show. All right, back to you, Robin. How do you describe the one? Um, well, I think it, the tagline sums it up pretty nicely. Uh, I like to talk to couples about their love stories, how they met, how they fell in love, different firsts, and maybe different aspects about their relationships. Where'd you get the idea? You know, Phil had discussed, my husband has mm-hmm. a blog, and he had started a podcast as well. And so this was sort of spurred out of jealousy a little bit <laughs> because I wanted to do something of my own. Right. So who's for the listeners? So Phil Wilson is the man behind Bacon Hound, yes. a long-running food blog in Edmonton. And then he recently started a podcast called Off Menu. He did. And so you could see what fun he was having and you thought, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm used to being sort of the support system. For Phil. I do a lot of background work on his blog and his podcast. And I thought, you know, I just kind of want something of my own, something separate of what he's doing. And then, I mean, the hard part for me was, well, what do I do? There's so many different things between fandom or interests or a bunch of different things. So I just started thinking about what makes me happy. And I was talking to a friend of mine who had recently gotten engaged she was telling me her engagement story, and then I started telling her our engagement story, and it just sort of became this thing. And I thought, this is something a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. How they how they love. Yeah. How their relationships are. And uh, it, I had different plans and different ideas to start with, and then it just kind of came down to this, <laughs> which I'm quite happy with the results. Oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Um, before we get into what you've learned from that particular thing, why, why a podcast instead of a blog? What attracted you about that medium? Um, I had written a blog for many, many years, my own blog. Um, and I was just, I just wanted to try something different. And podcasting seemed to be it. And Phil seemed to be having a really great time with his, and I liked listening to it. I just thought, this way it gives me an opportunity to talk to people and maybe ask them questions that I'm super interested in, but might seem a little inappropriate in everyday conversation. So <laughs> so as I've said before, you are a fearless questioner, <laughs> which is very interesting to listen to and terrifying for people who might be contemplating going on your show, but <laughs> I think you make them feel comfortable. Um, do you have to psych yourself up to ask people about the first time they had sex and scary things like that? No. No. That's actually, that's not something that I ever thought about or worried about. I mean, obviously, there's always the knowledge that the couple on the other side of the table from me might be concerned about it. But it's an important aspect of relationships to me. And I think ignoring it does a disservice to the story. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't bother me. Some questions in the beginning, I had to psych myself up for because another part of relationships is farting or going to the bathroom. So those, because to me, it's no big deal, but I was always kind of, well, do I ask that? Does it come off as funny or does it come off as, you know, gross, which I don't want to do. It's more those questions than the sex question for sure. And then some of your guests end up crying too. What's that like? Uh, You know, the very first interview I did, uh, Becky had cried and it 
took me right off guard because I wasn't expecting it at all. And it made me realize how powerful feelings are, like love feelings and the power of a relationship. It can really, um, it moves a lot of people. And I felt honored that they were sharing that with me. And that, I mean, she was, she's a very close friend of mine, which is why I started with her. Mm -hmm. But that she felt that she could open up herself to me in that way. So some of many of the people that you've interviewed so far are friends, but some are new to you. Yes. So how, how have you been finding your guests? Uh, I've had a couple of people reach out to me. I would like to see more of that happen. But even though people I don't know well, I follow a ton of people on Twitter, so I can reach out that way. Just randomly send a DM and say, hey, I have this podcast you should come be on it. Yeah. I see you talk about your spouse all the time or something. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes people like you will say, oh, you should go talk to Robin. Right. Do her podcast. And so I get some referrals that way, which is wonderful. And do you want to stay in Edmonton with your guests or would you do anybody in the world? I would be willing to to talk to anybody. Yeah. It's sheer laziness <laughs> that I haven't yet. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to do the Skype thing and record online. That's just my own issues. <laughs> someday, someday I'll get that figured out. Well, there are, and there are a lot of people in love in Edmonton, right? <laughs> there are. <laughs> Once that well starts to run dry, then maybe I'll look outside. <laughs> Excellent. Has anybody ever said, um, I don't want to answer that? Um, not so much in the moment. I have had conversations before we start the interview of people who've listened to the podcast and said, you know, I'm really uncomfortable talking about my sex life. Mm-hmm. Can we not ask, answer that question? I said, yeah, that's not a problem because as important it is for me, I totally respect that it's private for a right. lot of people and that's perfectly fine if they're not comfortable sharing that information. Mm-hmm. Now, recently you had Adam Rosenhard of the expats come and turn the microphone on you and Phil. I did. What was it like to be on the other side? It was really cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm not super comfortable being interviewed I don't know if people can hear the shaking in my voice right now (laughs) Um, but that was easy because I had Phil next to me and he always makes me feel comfortable and I'm comfortable with Adam and I mean frankly I know the questions that are coming yeah I don't know exactly which ones Adam was asking but I have an idea yeah and it's a subject that I'm kind of an expert on which is my love for Phil So I wasn't nervous about that at all. Did you learn anything from that experience that you will apply to future interviews? I don't, I don't think so. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. I always tell my journalism students that it's a good idea if they can contrive to be interviewed because you learn some things. Now it's different in a podcast because it's the exact words they're being going out of your mouth and into people's ears but um in print it's very much mediated by the and often you get it wrong right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and it might be different now that i'm thinking of it if i let adam edit the podcast Mm -hmm. that might have been a different experience for me but because i edited it as well you had control i still had that control (laughs) (laughs) uh you've also been doing kind of a clip show from time to time on your on on the one where you um, come back to some of your previous guests and ask them uh, about a topic. Um, where did that idea come from? Again, that was just bred out of laziness. 
<laughs> the source of all good ideas. <laughs> which that's how it started, but it ends up being actually a lot more work, which oh. <laughs> I never counted on. Yeah. But I really like the idea of sort of doing a deep dive into one subject that has to do with relationships in even a tangential way. Mm-hmm. And I like that exploration and hearing an unedited view of what my guests think, previous guests think about that topic. Yeah. Well, is it more work in the editing part of it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And talking to the people, how are you doing? I need this by tomorrow. Is oh, it? Right. Is it coming? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then the editing and putting everything together is, yeah. is a bit more work than the yeah. actual regular podcast. <laughs> Uh, you made the best podcast list on View Weekly's Best in Edmonton. I what, did. What was that like? That was a surprise. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to statistics. Every once in a while, I'll take a look at how many downloads I have. And I don't think it's a whole lot. So I was kind of surprised. <laughs> but then in talking to a lot of people, everyone, a lot of people were saying, oh, I voted for your podcast. Oh, I'm so glad you got runner up. I voted for it, which I was like, hmm. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> People that I respect, which was really nice to hear. Some nice validation. Yes. Yeah. 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 So what do you what's next for the one? What do you want to do? You know, just more of the same, I think, Karen. Nothing's really changed. It hasn't evolved a whole lot. It's it's carried the same sort of format because I, I like that format and I'm happy with it. What I would like to see is maybe more people reaching out to me and wanting to come on. Uh, I would also like to see more more alternative relationships. Everything's been pretty standard, which mm-hmm. is great. Everyone has their own story to tell, and I appreciate that. It would also be nice to see some LGBT relationships, uh, some interracial relationships, maybe polyamorous relationships, if those people are willing to come on. I'd like to get something a little outside the box. Right. So what makes a good pair of guests? What's a good... What are you looking for in, in knowing whether someone would be the one for you, so to speak? You know, I go in without any preconceived notions. So, like I said, if I see someone on Twitter say something about, oh, my spouse just brought me home ice cream and it made me as happy as can be, I'm like, okay, well, I know they're in a relationship, for mm-hmm. one. I know they seem happy, mm-hmm. so I'll send that out. And so often it's a surprise for me when they come into my chairs, exactly what they're going to say and what their answers are going to be. And I just hope that by me making them comfortable, that the story will come out and it'll be, I think all the stories are good stories. Yeah. Because it just, it makes me happy to listen to them. So I think all my guests are good guests. Yeah. And (laughs) it's dependent on me to make them comfortable in order to be a good guest. That is so wise from an interviewer. You're just like such a natural. Thanks. All right, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear about the local blogs and podcasts that Robin recommends. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Castria, where award-winning podcasters can help you make your show sound great. I'm here with Castria co-founders Stephen Schapansky and Erica Ensign. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How did you get into podcasting before we get into what Castria is? I got into podcasting over 10 years ago when a friend and I wanted to start talking about Doctor Who. And he knew about podcasting. I did not. So he set it up and I just talked onto a mic once a week with him. And 10 years later and many other podcasts later, um, here we are. So my life has been podcasting for the better part of 
a decade or more. Yeah. And I discovered Stephen's podcast about 10 years ago. It was only, I think, the second podcast I ever listened to. And that was a great big part of what inspired me to start my first podcast, which is also a Doctor Who podcast. And I dived in uh, with both feet and uh, have collected a good number of podcasts since then and it really has been my life ever since all right so what can castria do for people podcasting is still sort of an up-and-coming media format on the internet and and in the world it's it's gaining popularity so if you have been podcasting already for a while and you want to improve or if you want to just take some of the work off of your plate and have somebody else do it for you we can help with that or if you are interested in getting into the realm of podcasting we can help you uh, plan what kind of a, a podcast that would look like we can help get it set up from the beginning and and also, we if you decide you want to be the one who's actually doing the work and all that kind of thing, but you don't know where to start, we can actually train you how to do that and give you tools to keep you going and then you know set you free into the world of podcasting on the internet to do that. In fact, if you are located in Edmonton, we can actually come in person and do the recording for you and the audio engineering to make sure that everything sounds as, as good as possible. And in addition to the audio stuff, there are a variety of other media solutions that we can offer for you. We can do video editing. Um, Both Stephen and I have published essays in a variety of magazines and books about both podcasting and genre properties of different sorts. We have done voiceover work and voice acting, uh, and we can even do uh, copy editing and proofreading on an hourly rate basis. So lots of lots of media solutions to mm-hmm. uh, to offer. And it's also if if you want to do like a personal podcast or something like that, like if something you love, like a show or something like that, it, we, we do work for that. But also if you're a business or something wanting to help promote your 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 brand and your product and your office and stuff. Uh, we think that podcasting is a way to sort of control your advertising message. And so that can be helpful as well. So there's a wide variety of people we can help. Excellent. Uh, thanks for coming to chat with me. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for producing my podcast. <laughs> Anytime. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, visit com to hire Stephen and Erica to help you make your podcast. They help me and I know they can help you. Castria is C-A-S-T-R-I-A and they are at wearecastria.com. All right, we're back. So Robin, what local blogs or podcasts do you like? Well, I consume a lot of local media, but I will focus on three. Okay. That are my favorites. Okay. Uh, the first is That's So Maven with Andrea and Lauren. Mm-hmm. Because... As a feminist at heart, I really appreciate seeing women lift other women. I think it's important. They're doing wonderful work. And even though I myself am not an entrepreneur, I have no interest in being an entrepreneur. So the practical nature when they're talking about the business, I'm kind of like, well, okay, that's great. (laughs) It doesn't appeal to me. Uh, But I love hearing, again, their stories, how they got into it, what made them want to do it, how it affects their lives now. I, I find that really interesting and coming from a female perspective is excellent. And I would say that part of the reason that podcast is so good is, and as a guest, so I can say this with some uh, expertise, they create a safe space for you to be vulnerable so that you can not just sort of spout bromides about 
whatever mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, you, it's safe to say what's going wrong and as well as what's going right, which makes us look, vulnerability makes us look stronger, right? Yeah. And I think you can hear that mm-hmm. as listeners. You can tell that, that that's the space they're creating, which is wonderful. It's, it's nice to listen to. Awesome. So that's my first one. My second one is probably obvious. Uh, it would have to be the expats yes. with Adam <laughs> Rosenhart. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, as in, I'm interested in travel, yeah. so it's nice to hear all these other places that maybe I've been to and are hearing about from a person who lives there or that I'd love to go to, like the Maldives episode. That's always been sort of on my bucket list, so it was interesting to hear what it was like to go scuba diving every day, just to get home from work and go scuba diving. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. So I love that. But I think my favorite part of the expats is just Adam's voice. Yes. Because I have a bit of a crush on Adam's voice. And I've actually told him my only issue with the expats is that he doesn't talk enough. He lets his <laughs> guests talk too much. So uh, I enjoy that. <laughs> Another reason why I liked having him on my podcast. Yeah. I just listen. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. He's very at ease on the microphone. He yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's just velvet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just loving making people blush here, okay? <laughs> and then uh, my last one is Phil's podcast and blog, which, Speaking as you Speaking of great voices. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, so as you mentioned, his podcast is Off Menu, which he's been kind of lagging on lately, um, but still good. Mm-hmm. And I asked him today, and he's apparently still working on it. Mm-hmm. And his blog is Bacon Hound. Uh, which I enjoy. Even if I wasn't working on it, I would enjoy it. Uh, One thing that I want to say about Phil's blog, and this is totally me. This isn't coming from Phil at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing I appreciate about his blog that maybe a lot of people who read it for whatever he's writing about food don't quite realize consciously um, is his integrity. Phil writes about what he likes, what he believes in, and what he's passionate about. He likes to showcase the best of what's going on in the city, either in the restaurants or in home cooks, which he's doing now. And he's not easily swayed by free stuff or gimmicks or giveaways or any of that kind of stuff, unless it's something that he can honestly stand behind and say, you know what, I go to farmer's markets and I'm going to write about farmer's markets because I really like that and I want other people to to enjoy them as well. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that when you're reading Phil, you're reading really Phil. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my favorites. <laughs> Which I would say doesn't mean that he doesn't look for opportunities to, I was going to say monetize. I don't even know if it's monetizing or anything. But this community table project that's brought to us by Kunit Shoes is aligned with the sort of localness of Kunit Shoes. But doesn't have anything to do with shoes, right? Exactly. That, that was that's a very interesting exactly. way of making the blog pay, right? Yeah. When he sought out advertisers, he looked we shop at Kunit Shoes. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to go to them knowing that they appreciate local as well. And same with the Italian Center who's also yeah. um, supporting the blog. Yeah. for this project. And he just went to them and said, "This is what I'm doing and I think you would be great for it." And he doesn't have to feel compromised in advertising something that he doesn't believe in himself. Yeah, it's super smart. Okay, my last question is, what advice do you have for someone who wants to have an interview-based podcast? 
My advice would be to find something that you love, not something that you think will get a lot of clicks or a lot of downloads, but something that you're really passionate about. When I started the one, I looked at it as three opportunities to bring joy. One for me, as I'm hearing the stories of the people, one for the couples who hopefully, you know, experience some sort of rush remembering their love stories, and then one for the listeners as they're listening to it. And that's what keeps me going. I'm passionate about that. I love to hear people's stories. I love talking to people. And I know that I can continue that. It's not something I'm going to get tired of. But if you're doing something for popularity or for downloads or for money, I think, although that can be a powerful motivator, Mm -hmm. it's easier to get tired of it and it starts to become work. So my advice would be to do something that you love. Yes. (laughs) Which is fitting, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of is. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks, Karen. Uh, You can subscribe to The One in iTunes or Google Play Music. It's not the easiest podcast to search for. It's not. Do you have any uh, tips on how to find it? The best way when I search for it is I type in The One Podcast. Right. That helps. And the Sometimes logo is a beautiful heart with the one on it, and you'll find it, and <laughs> it'll be worth your search. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> you can also find uh, the podcast on Twitter at the one underscore podcast, and Robin is on Twitter as Joyful Follies, and the show notes are on Robin's website, joyfulfollies.com. These links and Robin's recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandherdieg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandherdieg.com for complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. Thanks for listening.